Hey everyone, this is episode five of the Uncivilized Podcast. I'm Brady and Artemis is also here with us as well. And it's been a little while. We put out our PSA last week, kind of talking about what our future plans were for this project, uh, talking about what's been going on in our lives recently. So we figured we would kind of just reiterate that a little bit more and uh, tell you guys what we have going on for the future. Maybe we'll get into a little bit of discussion on a topic uh, if one comes up. But yeah, I'll let you start. Yeah, so kind of moving forward, we're hoping to have, uh, you know, Jake Hanran from Popular Front on. uh, And that's more difficult trying to find a working schedule with his, you know, unique lifestyle. We're also thinking about having a, someone who who's been involved with the occupy wall street movement back in the day different anarchist squats on instagram he goes by uh at feral meme uh he's a cool guy he's older than we are and he's got a lot more life experience so we think that might be interesting to talk about and then also perhaps having uh someone from the war zone distro which is a sort of a straight edge vegan nihilist anti-civ publication we've had people from there talk about wanting to collaborate so we might have them uh as well as I'm looking to have more people involved in the writing arm of Uncivilized, and I'm also starting a journal with a friend of me and Brady's called Collapse, an alternative anti-civ journal. That's sort of the working name, and what we have planned for that is sort of, it's sort of like Warzone, where it's kind of alternative to other mainstream anti-civ stuff. You know, your typical uh, Reign of Anarchy, Green Anarchist, Black and Green, you know, those those types of outlets and it's going to be sort of individualist, maybe eco-extremism, different forms of primitivism and Luddism, things of that nature. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And uh, just to kind of reiterate what we were talking about with our last sort of upload, our schedules have been pretty busy. Uh, Myself with work and not feeling good the past few weeks, I kind of had a really nasty cold, like flu, couldn't talk for almost a week. Uh, Art's been really busy with school and work and all that type of shit that we all have to deal with. Fuck all that nonsense. But we are trying to get back on this podcast. Um, I'm going to be moving to a new location here soon. So will Art. So once we have all that set and done in the next two or three months, you can expect really regular uploads from this uh, YouTube channel and just more from the community in general. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's sort of what we have going on right now. We do apologize for the lack of uploads. We loved how much uh, response we got from our episode on Rojava, and it made us really happy. We were planning on riding that wave, but shit just fell through. Life happened. So we are trying to get back into it as we speak. Yeah. You know, we, and I want to say also that we, that we really appreciate all the, the constant appreciation for for the for the work that we do over on the podcast which i wouldn't actually say it's work it's more we talk nonsense we talk about recording another episode then we don't and then we wait for an editor to upload it that's really about all it is so it's really not that difficult we're just lazy (laughs) yeah we're dysfunctional we're dysfunctional fucks what can we say but you know we, we really appreciate you know the feedback that we get you know constantly saying you know i really you know, people always say, you know, I listen to your podcast in school or when I wake up and I see that it's there from last night, I listen to it, you know, always looking forward towards towards more uploads. And I want you to know that makes Brady and I feel so good to know that people enjoy this bullshit that we put out. 
Oh yeah, we we always are so critical of everything that we do. Like every time we upload, we're always like, man, we could have done that so much better. We could have talked about this. Holy shit, we just rambled on for about 15 minutes about some nonsense that had nothing to do with the original uh, outline. And then when we hear all the nice words from you guys, it, it really does mean a lot. And uh, we just enjoy doing this because we have really no other outlet to talk about this kind of bullshit. And it's good to get it off our chest. So thank you guys for sticking around. Everyone that we've had since uh, the beginning is critical of capital to everyone who has joined us uh, since the Rojava episode, because we got a shit ton of subscribers and views from that. Uh, in our first 24 hours, I think it was like our highest viewed video or 48 hours, one of the two. I don't know. You guys are nuts. It was, statistically speaking, you know, extremely successful. And like Brady said, we really wanted to ride that wave when we saw what was happening because we got shouted out by, I think it was Popular Front, right? That I think we got, we got yeah. shouted out. And we're like, dude, we're going to ride the wave. And then the next episode had like four audio recording issues. Brady had a, had a stroke about it. I cried for like 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, we tried to record that same episode four different times. And I swear to God, I almost broke my computer monitor. It was, it was garbage. Uh, it was a really cool episode, though. So maybe we'll get back to it eventually. But uh I still have trauma from that shit, so we're not planning on doing it anytime soon. Yeah, I, I uh, realized talking about the same thing for what turned out to be one of our longer episodes too, four or five times over, that got tiring really quick, really quick. <laughs> so I think it was good for us to take a break from the podcast because we never want to burn out. This isn't something I ever want to burn out on. And if I feel like I am or Brady will or editor or, or anyone that's involved in the project, I just don't feel like we have to, I never want to feel like we have to force ourselves to upload. I just want to make sure that we aren't leaving you guys in the dark about our content. Yeah, no, because we love the community that's uh, sprouted out because of this. Even in our most recent, uh, well, our second to most recent post on our Instagram account, uh, talking about how we were noticing a sort of a far right Nazi fascist uh, influence trying to join in on the community. Uh, we expected a pretty good response from it, but to have it get like over 100 likes and on our account with like 300 followers, it was nuts. And all the comments in there uh, talking about solidarity and stuff like that, it's great. We fucking love this community. Like Art saying, we don't want this to feel like a job because we already have jobs. Fuck that shit. We do this for fun. Yeah. And I think that's a good point about, you know, and this goes for anyone that wants to create content, whether it's you know, something like a podcast, a show, uh, writing, you know, or art in the traditional sense, like drawing or anything like that. It should never feel like a job. It should feel like a release, you know, that, you know, you can properly express yourself without the sort of productivist ideology that comes with, you know, civilization and capitalism, you know, that I think that's important to keep in mind. And I feel like I often see that happen, especially within sort of leftists, or even I've seen it with like primitivists too. I know Kevin Tucker sort of expressed a similar, a similar feeling that, you know, you get sort of in this, in this cycle of what's essentially mimics your capitalist work ideology or mindset. And, you know, no one should ever have to deal with that because this isn't what this sort of stuff should be about. Yeah, no, this is really just a way for us to express our beliefs and express ourselves in a way that wouldn't normally be feasible 
uh, in our everyday lives. So like we've been saying 20 times already, we really appreciate all the support that we've gotten from this. When we originally started this project, uh, it was me drunk in my apartment, uh, talking on Discord with Art and a few other people, just saying, hey, wouldn't it be great if we just recorded all these dumbass conversations we had just on a daily basis and put it on the internet? And then we decided to do it and we didn't think it would get very much traction. So it's awesome. We don't have a huge channel. We're not like mega podcasters. And I don't think that's what we really ever aspire to be. This is just something that we do for fun and to engage with you guys. And it means a lot to us, honestly. Yeah. And I think now that we're talking about this, the idea of beliefs has come up a little bit. And I think it, you know, talking just a little bit for a little bit of time that we have before Brady goes off to wage slavery. Uh, is talking about kind of where we are ideologically. I know that, you know, Brady took a lot of time for self-reflection. I've been doing quite a bit of, you know, reading and investigating into my own beliefs. And I think that it's um, uh, sort of important to give, like, updates about what we believe that doesn't always come through in our episodes outside of uh, tech bad, nature good, uh, capitalism sucks sort of thing. And so <laughs> I think generally, like, obviously me and Brady are very much similar in what we believe but i think it's more like certain details uh for those that aren't aware i i I do have admittedly a lot of uh sympathy to an extent with the individuals tending towards the wildness or it's or whatever name they want to go by in another year and i understand that they uh some cells have eco-fascist belief and i am critical of that so it's not like a unfiltered support for that group but more that i think where I used to be very much in line with Kaczynski's idea of the anti-tech revolution as a sort of organized militant movement, I'm more in line with uh, sort of the platformist cell structure that you see with with its or with sort of previous insurrectionary or even contemporary insurrectionary anarchist movements. And I think those are more important given the modern conditions of technology and, uh, you know, moderating systems of larger governments and institutions. Uh, I'm also moved more towards this sort of, uh, I guess, you, you know, I've incorporated egoism and nihilism more so into my, my politics than I did before. Because I was sort of like, yeah, I'm a nihilist, but it didn't go very far with how I applied that. And I think it was sort of this edgy label. But after reading some, what you can call nihil- nihilist theory, but that almost seems like self, self-negating in a way, that I've, I've started to incorporate that myself and how you know, rejecting the idea of a utopian future and instead recognizing the present moment and the present struggle that, you know, that we all face in our own ways. And I think that's sort of where I'm at. And I can go, we, Brady and I can go more into that maybe in like a future episode where we can just have a discussion about beliefs. But this is more of like a catching up and sitting down with a casual talk. And that's where personally I'm at now. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty similar to where I was at before in my beliefs, uh, talking about uh, on our first episode, what had changed with us in terms of going from critical of capital to the uncivilized project. Um, I still consider myself heavily influenced by uh, post-left anarchist movements and writers. I think that's always going to be a really huge part of who I am politically. Uh, I still consider myself uh, an anarcho-primitivist, anti-tech, and, you know, I'm not as nihilistic. I'm not misanthropic. Uh, Art would like to argue that I have 
uh, misanthropy in a different form, but I'm still trying to sort of hash that all out in my own mind. Um, I don't ever really like to say that I have a very set belief system because I'm always learning and I'm always open to new ideas. So I try to stay as open-minded as possible, but I am still very, very similar to where I was at uh, throughout the entirety of this new project. So not a lot has changed for me. Yeah, and I think that's a good point, actually, that you bring that up, that, you know, you don't have one set conviction, but rather it's a, more of a fluid thing that you learn. And I think that's kind of talking about that it's, you know, people get attached to labels in a very fucking weird way. And, to, you know, I don't want to ride distance to dick, but in the manifesto and other places, he talks about people, you know, or leftists specifically, what he talks about, but in general, people that feel not people you know <laughs> but people in general tend to if when they have low self-esteem or they don't have a lot of confidence so one way they can alleviate that is aligning with a larger movement because they can identify with its goals and its success you know that's that i think that's fairly natural it happens in more obvious ways than others but i think a lot of people do that you know, people to an extent even attached to like football teams, right? They feel good because the team has been successful and they may not do that out of low self-esteem, but they're still doing it in a similar fashion. But I think people do that with labels, regardless of whether or not they believe what they label themselves with, even when they're confronted with a reality that perhaps the label they attach themselves to, you know, in the movement that it's correlated with, isn't successful or make any sense. These people get very they sort of have this cognitive dissonance about it when they're proven wrong. And I see that a lot and they'll even continue to use the label. So for example, uh, I'm in, I'm in college for those that know, and I, I'm an English ed major and I'm taking a political science course with this one teacher who I've had for two, two and a half years at the community college I'm currently at. And uh, he's a right-wing libertarian and we were having a discussion about natural rights and he said, well, we have natural rights because we dominated the earth. We're above everything else. You know, that sort of humanist mindset. And he also says that natural rights predate government, that they come from our human, our human, you know, essence, not from a state. And I confronted him. I was like, well, the only reason we were able to truly dominate the world and put ourselves up top is the existence of large scale social, social organization like the state. So wouldn't the existence of the state necessitate the creation of the essence? And he said, I see what you're saying, but I still want to believe what I believe. And he just left it there. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> he said, I still want to be a libertarian. I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. You can't tell me I'm right. And then choose to believe something that's wrong. Because that's just ignorant. I love the teacher. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite teachers and he's a great person. I just thought that was kind of a wacky take. <laughs> but people do that all the time. Yeah, no. And that's, that's my main reason for uh, rejecting any sort of label. And I've been doing that ever since I was a post-left anarchist. I don't have these sort of like, uh, like high emotions and high affection and attachment to any words or labels or any nonsense like that. I believe what I believe and that can change. So it, I always find it funny whenever I would, sort of uh, develop my belief system further and uh, people in my anti-fascist affinity circles would sort of criticize me for this and you know it's I don't know I just find it funny people are funny yeah you know the only label you attach yourself is uh Polak yeah Polak 
I am uh, I am the Untermensch. I was going to say the Untermensch label. Can you talk about that? Because people in chats on Instagram and stuff have been confused what you meant by that. I actually, and I know that's a tattoo you want to get. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, um, my family is from Poland, Eastern Europe. Uh, a few of my family members were in the Polish resistance when the Nazis uh, invaded. Um, I lost quite a few members of my family. Only a few managed to escape and they came to the United States. Uh, but yeah, it's just my plan to get um, Untermensch tattooed somewhere on my body to sort of like commemorate what my family had to go through in a way. And a lot of people think that it's strange, uh, but I see it more as a like a, like a positive thing, like taking this word, uh, being an anti-fascist and making sure that it's visible to those who know that I'm not ashamed of who I am or these Nazis think that I, I don't uh, have as much value as they do. To show them, no, fuck you. I am who I am. And I'm proud of what my family has done. And I know the sacrifices that they had to go through. And it's just who I am. So what does Untermensch mean? That's lesser man, right? It's like, because when the Nazis sort of botched, you know, Nietzsche's theories about the Ubermensch, you know, and they applied that to like an ethnic eugenic sense. From my understanding, Untermensch is the opposite. It's like the lowers and how the Nazis saw Jewish people and such as Untermensch. Yeah, it basically means under man or just subhuman would be uh, the direct uh, German translation. Uh, but yeah, Untermensch means under man. And obviously Ubermensch means above man, where the, the Nazis saw themselves in the Aryan race as above every other man because of their uh, Mo white heritage or whatever yeah. bullshit. <laughs> no more brother. <laughs> My, my blue eyes or whatever nonsense i don't even give a fuck but yeah i think it's funny when people find that confusing i had a um a jewish friend of mine that i know outside of the internet get upset at me for saying that i wanted to get untermensch tattooed on myself uh she said that it was insensitive and that i shouldn't do that because it's not uh it's not who i am i was like okay you don't know who I am. <laughs> like, I'm getting a tattoo to commemorate the loss of, you know, my my family and people like them. You're insensitive. Brady, that is me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm just a white guy, though. What do I know? Yeah. Or when, uh, when I say, hey, maybe, you know, the deconstruction of civilization might be good for trans people. And what people really hear is that I hate trans people. Oh, we should talk about, we should talk about, uh, before we end off this episode, I've got about 10 minutes before I got to leave, just to throw a spicy, spicy little meme in here for you guys. We should talk about our first conversation that we ever had. Oh, the one two, two and a half years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. You want to, you want to give context to that one? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. No, I'll let you do it. I'm not going to. I'm not about to roast myself. I'll let you roast me, but I'm not going to do it to myself. Correctly, was it on your post or was it one of mine? Um, I don't know exactly. All I know is that uh, I think it was something in direct messages. Yeah, I think it started on one of your posts on your other account that you had. It was an anarchist aesthetic account on Instagram. And you said something about ableism. And I replied, actually agreeing. And you said, well, you're a primitivist. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. It was my uh, a post about the Zod when that was happening. I made a, uh, an edit about the uh, Zona Autodefensia in France. And you had commented about, like, uh, 
it was a pro Zod message and you had said something like, yes, I agree with this. And I was like, yeah, but you're a primitivist. You hate, you hate disabled people. <laughs> yeah. Then, and then we got in DM. If I remember correctly, you were in your car in the parking lot waiting for your girlfriend to get off work telling me that I hated disabled people. <laughs> oh yeah. I was heated. I was like sweating. Like my, <laughs> my fingers were sweaty. I was furiously typing like, sitting in my car waiting for my girlfriend to get off work so I could pick her up just the most heated conversation calling you every name in the book it was funny like oh my god just taking it in strides man that's what you gotta do with those accusations is stay in the pocket of the argument (laughs) when those insults are coming in you know just stay in the pocket and you've won just you know like Bill Burr says in one of his kids take a knee and run out the clock eventually the other person will tire themselves out (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah then it turns and I'll never be a, I'll never be an egoist. I becomes yeah. an egoist. Yeah, you, I'll never be a, I'll never be anti, uh, anti civ becomes post civ. Oh, this Kaczynski guy is pretty cool, but he killed people. Oh, hey, look, civ bad, computer bad, and now I have an an anti civ podcast. I also remember when you were talking about egoism, you'd always say it doesn't make sense to me. Even if people were self interested, what's the point in the philosophy? And then you. Oh, what was it? You uh, you were at work and an old, old white lady was screaming at you, and you're like, "Why am I here?" <laughs> oh yeah, that's when I took the ego pill, and then the TED pill followed very quickly after that. It uh, it didn't take long my decline into uh, what I am now. I mean, if we want to talk about the evolution of our ideas, what well, I joined Instagram as it un you know a really illiterate anarcho-primitivist like to the point where like i just used the label i watched fight club and i was like yo that's kind of cool and then <laughs> i was pro-trump i watched ben shapiro and mario yiannopoulos i was essentially like an eco-fascist i think without realizing it i to be yikes yeah and then i read zerzan i was like hey yo this this equality thing this sounds kind of cool you know, hey, you know, I don't have to hate people for the color of their skin, dude. I've never heard about that before. That's interesting. Isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, that just reminds me of my favorite joke. It's like, oh, uh, techno industrial society is collapsing. Gotta hate black people. Oh yeah, dude, eco fascists. I just, you know, when you're talking about fascists following her page, it just blows my mind that it's like it's not plainly obvious what positions we take. But they were always like, dude, but we got to have dialogue, man. Dialogue. And then in the comment section, someone said transsexuals are engaging in certain activities. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, Uh, he basically dehumanized me and the other trans people in the comments. And then I shit on him. And then all he said was, thanks for the good dialogue. And he didn't reply anymore. I was like, oof. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the uh, last note of this episode, fuck fascists, fuck leftists. I am ashamed of where I was less than two years ago, but it's all good now. We learn. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us for this episode, number five. Sorry, it kind of had a weird, uh, weird structure to it. Not really a, a topic, but this is kind of just what we wanted to talk about. We'll be getting on with the regular episode topics starting next week. And we will also be trying to get all of the guests on the podcast that we had talked about earlier in the episode. So thank you so much for joining us and you guys have a great day. 
Hey, I'm Gavin, the editor for the podcast. I thought it'd be funny to show everybody a snippet of how bad the audio clips from Brady got. It was an absolute nightmare dealing with this for all of us on the podcast, so I hope you all enjoy. Uh, but for now, I believe it's a coordinated effort to get rid of the Kurds on the border because Turkey is a threat, uh, because of their ability to supply the PAK with ammunition and other supplies to their struggle in Turkey.